Welcome, sports fans. You have entered the man cave of the one and only Fan Man, broadcasting from his lazy boy recliner somewhere in the Vale of Paradise known as Valparaiso, Indiana. Hey, sports fans, welcome to the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. And once again, it's time for our Dallas Cowboy episode, going through all the Cowboy games. We've gone through every single Cowboy game. You can go and listen to the episodes of the Fan Man Podcast, all the Cowboy games on on, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor podcast so many other platforms and uh we're back unfortunately this week we've got some bad news to report here and this isn't something i really like to talk about but we got to do it and i got my man ron brown here how you doing ron yeah thanks for having me once again uh not doing as good this week as the other weeks we had but uh we'll get through this yeah and i don't i really still don't know what happened but just just terrible you know, and and I hinted last week that this could be one of those uh, trap games, and um, I don't know. You know what? If they beat Atlanta this coming week, then I know this was a trap game. Well, you make a good point, Bill. You did mention that on the podcast last week that this could be a trap. Because they can't beat Denver. They can't beat the Denver Broncos for some reason. Not since nineteen ninety-five. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot of, I don't know how many times they played them in that period, but yeah. at least five or six times, if not more. I'm uh, wondering if this is a curse from the Super Bowl victory the Cowboys had against the Denver Broncos way back in uh, 1979. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. But, uh, uh, well, I mean, and, and it was on a home turf. Right. The Cowboys. And I've uh, said this a few different times, and I know you you kind of agree with this, I think. The Cowboys, for some reason, as great as that place is, it doesn't really ever seem like they have a great home field advantage. You know what? I, and, you know, I go to, like, road games for the Cowboys. Yeah. I actually think they have more fans on the road games than at home. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I know that's not true. Well, you know what, though? A lot, of, a lot of people <laughs> are curious of that stadium and go there to see it. Yes. Uh, and what I said is not true. There's obviously when they're a home team, they're, they have the majority of fans. But I, I got to tell you, and I've been to a couple of their home games, and I've been more, a lot more away games. And I've always felt much more at home at their away games than I did in Dallas. Yeah, and I think for some reason they may be sharp. I mean, I don't know, wh- I don't know why this is, but I think sometimes they're sh- more sharper on the road. Uh, you know, over the long haul, I think their road versus home record, I, I think they might actually have a better road record. I, I think yeah. I read that recently. It's close, but slightly better road record. Yeah, it just uh, seems to me that they just seem to be like a crisper football team when they're on the road. I don't know why. You know, maybe it's just too much of that country club living over there with the stadium and the practice facility and everything else. I don't know. Well, you know what? I think it might be the fact that they really appreciate when they walk into a you know, another team's stadium, they get all these cheers, and they realize they have a lot of fans there. Right. That, I mean, it's a football team on the road, and every time you're in the road, you feel like, 
crap, we got like half the fans here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be a good feeling as a football player. Right. So while we're on this subject, what do you think are the hot spots? Arizona for the Cowboy fans on the road? Where are some of the hot spots? Definitely Arizona. Now, I lived in Arizona back in the 80s, and uh, it was before they had a team there. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely Cowboys country. No question about it. Yeah. So I think that's definitely a hot spot. You know, all the states where you don't have a professional football team – I lived in Utah for a while. Oklahoma, probably, right? Kansas. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I lived in Utah, and then there's you know Wyoming, Montana, and all that. Yeah. Now, some of those people are 49ers fans. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, that in that part of the country, you're either a 49ers fan or you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Uh, at least when I was a kid living up there, I suspect that's still the same thing. So. And maybe the Raiders. A little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll say the same thing about the yeah. Raiders. You're right. Now in the now in the East Coast, where I you know where I where I grew up, lots of cowboy fans on the East Coast. You know. Well, I mean, and, yes, and I've been to uh, the Giant Stadium and right. all that, and uh, uh, to Cowboys games, and man, there was always a lot of cowboy fans here. Yep. So, you know, same thing. Even here in Pittsburgh. And I've been to three Cowboys games here in Pittsburgh over the years. And uh, I remember the first one, I know we talked about this before, but uh, a buddy of mine said, you know, he invited me to go. I'm like, yeah, I'll go. And I told him, I said, don't be surprised if you don't see a lot of Cowboy fans. He goes, oh, no, this is Pittsburgh. I'll guarantee you, you won't see any Cowboys fans. We got there tailgating, and after like an hour or so, he's like, I can't believe how many cowboy fans are here. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Yeah. This, this was, oh, yes. I mean, they travel very well. Uh, but like you said, oddly enough, at home, yeah, the visiting team seems to have a lot of fans. Yeah. Let's talk about something else because, you know, this game wasn't really – we'll talk about the game, but there's some other things I want to talk about too. How about the name – you know, I hear people criticize, you know, America's team. They're not America's team, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, they haven't won in a while and all this stuff. But this America's team name has been around a long time. And a lot of these people are young and they don't realize this. But I think they got this name America's team because back in the day when I was younger, you had you didn't have a lot of college football on and you didn't have a lot of NFL football on. And a lot of times with college football, you'd have Notre Dame on all the time. And and in the NFL, the Cowboys were on all the time. So people yeah. from people from the East Coast, the Midwest. I mean, the Cowboys are on TV, and if you're on, if you're watching football on TV, you're going to gravitate to the teams that are on TV. You're, those are the teams that you're going to like, especially when they're winning all the time, because the Cowboys were back in the late '60s and, and '70s, you know, and and so was Notre Dame football. So I mean, I think that's yeah. where this America's team came about, you know, and. Uh, so that yeah, that's what I was kind of talking about, Bill. Is uh, when you talk about Montana, Utah, Wyoming, uh, Idaho, yeah. New Mexico, all all these places, Tennessee at that time, Kentucky, right? Well, Kentucky. But for some reason, all these states that didn't have a professional football team, right, kind of gravitated to the Cowboys. Uh, and those states became identified with that. And 
lot of that goes to Roger Stallback. Right. That was one of the big reasons why. Right. Roger Stallback. Right. And that's what, that's what that's how it became this moniker of America's team because all these states that didn't have professional football teams, you know, if they had to cheer for somebody if they like football, all right. Yeah. For some reason, they gravitated to the Cowboys, and I think that reason is Roger Stallback. That's correct. I agree 100%, and those are some great points. And the other point I'll make, too, on this is a lot of times, you know, how many – you go back and you and you think about all those Monday night football games during the 70s with Howard Cosell and Dandy Don Meredith. I mean, the Cowboys ruled. They had more Monday night football games of anybody because they got the highest ratings. Well, it, it, does, it does help to – and, again, that, that's probably just a fallout from the fact that there were so many places right. around the country that didn't have a uh, professional yeah. football team. The, Amer- the whole American team's monitor. That was that's why they were on Monday night. Yep. And they were a lot. Right. Right. And they were, I mean, and a part of it too, not only the sawback, but I agree, is the fact that they were they were like a team that would win. And of course, everybody wants to root, be on the side of winners. <laughs> well, they would win in dramatic fashion. Right. Right. Which was kind of exciting, obviously, at the time. But, um, yeah, dramatic fashion. Yep, and then as as things evolved, you know, and you had the years of Jimmy Johnson, so that helped build it. But let's see, man. This, and, again, here we go again, talking about the long the long haul it's been since uh, the Jimmy Johnson days. But um, they are, there's a reason why they're America's team. And, 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 and let's just say it truthfully right now, they are – the um, most expensive franchise worth more more than any team in any sport. And that includes, I think, yeah. Manchester, uh, what is it, Manchester United. They're even worth more than that. Yeah, and I think the number this year was uh, $4.5 billion. I'm not, don't quote me on that. Yeah. But I believe, and, and again, you see this story every year. Most, right. you know, it's a franchise or professional team in the world, right? Right. You see this story here. It's always the Cowboys. I think it was four and a half million. Or four I think it was like billion. five, wasn't it? Maybe it's five billion. Yeah, I think it's closer to five, or if it's not five. But and the other thing I'll say on it too is that here's a team who hasn't won a Super Bowl since 1994, 95, when it, yeah. whenever the January yeah, was. You have to bring that up, right? Right, but check this out, right? You tell me, somebody tells me they're not America's team. So for five, so for 26 years, they haven't won a Super Bowl, but yet they sell more merchandise than anyone. That's amazing. Right. So what does that mean? It means, yeah, they're America's team. (laughs) Well, the numbers don't lie, do they? No. How does a team that hasn't won anything that long still sell the most merchandise? How does a team that's been around this long still have more primetime games than anybody else? Very loyal fan base. I think I told you when I went down to Tampa yeah. to that game, and I was in the hotel bar. There were there was a couple from Mexico. There was a couple from Hawaii. There was a couple from Eastern Europe. All came to watch the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, so my actually not only the are they America's team, but what I just described to you, these were people from. Like halfway around the planet. Yeah, and apparently in Mexico, they were sitting in that hotel bar 
they came to watch the Cowboys. Right. And they're the they're the team of Mexico too. Absolutely. So there's a lot there, isn't there? Yeah, there is, but uh, maybe we're getting for ourselves. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I have to explain this because I always hear this stuff about oh, they're not America's team, and I'm you know, and I wanted to have some dicta out there on the podcast to show yeah, they are America's team. And here's the and here's the and let's. Talk, yeah, so let's talk about this, too. And I've always said this. And I think, I don't know where you are in this, but I think you might be with me. I don't know. Like, because they have so many primetime games, they got Thursday night games, they got Monday night games, they got Sunday night games. No team has as many Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games than the Cowboys. And I always think somehow they lose some type of, it's tough, I think, Dor. I think it's tough when there's no consistency in these schedules. What do you think of that? Well, what, what do you mean consistency? In other uh, words, like most teams have out. a game. Most teams in the league have games on Sunday. Yes. But the Cowboys have a lot of games more than anybody on Thursday nights, on um, Monday nights, yeah. right? Sunday nights, yeah. Sunday uh, nights. And even when they're on Sunday, they're usually the national game of the week. Yeah. They play every Thanksgiving, you know, so, and I know, and I know a lot of the other teams are not happy about the Cowboys always having a game on Thanksgiving. But here's the thing, right? We could talk, but the bottom line is it really doesn't matter what we say. It matters what the TV ratings say. It matters what the merchandise dollars say. That's the thing that rules, right? That's the money. Show me the money. Right. All right. So are we ready to talk about this lousy game? Yeah. Let's do right. uh, this quickly. Yeah. So whatever reason, the Cowboys just never woke up seemingly out of sync for the entire game, losing to the Denver Broncos 30-16. to 16, And really, the 16 points were at the end. It was really 30 to nothing. Right, Ron? I didn't even see that. Honest with you, I was at a local bar watching it because it was on TV here. Yeah. And when it was 30 to nothing, I left. I, I don't even know how they scored the 16 points. Right, right. But we'll talk about it. So the Cowboys' 100th regular season game in AT&T Stadium history certainly didn't go down as planned. Um, you know, and, and Denver thrashed through the Dallas defense for big games, big gains. The Broncos had 18 plays of at least 10 yards, of which – Six went for 20 or more, with two for over 40-plus. And all the Broncos racked up 470 yards of total offense. And running back Javante Williams earned his first 100-yard rushing game of his career, finishing with 111 yards as part of a ground attack that earned 190 yards overall. And I don't know how to explain any of this. I really don't. No, no I don't either. I, I mean... Uh... You know, through the early part of the season, they got a lot of turnovers, right? Oh, I know. Yes. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, so maybe that could matter. I mean, they still have some defensive growing to do. Uh, I don't think they're bad. I think there's talent there, but they have some growing to do. Uh, Trevon Diggs, I mean, he's... On one hand, he's great. On the other hand, he totally gives up huge plays. 
Right. So he's just that you're talking about right here. Yeah. But, uh, um, but I think I, you, I, mean, I think you made a great point with the turnovers, right? Because they were getting turnovers, and they were getting key turnovers, and that was helping them. And and of recent vintage here, I don't know, maybe two, at least two games now, the turnovers aren't coming their way anymore. Yeah. So I don't judge the defense on how many turnovers they get, and I know there's people out there that do. Maybe Bill Parcells. Well, no, actually, Bill Parcells. But. Um, because the whole turnover thing, you're not going to go to the championship depending on turnovers. I've never seen it it's in a, this league. Well, what it really is, it's a byproduct of a good defense. Yes. That, that, yes. If you're playing good defense, the byproduct is going to be you're going to get some turnovers. Right. But I'm not going to, yeah. So, yeah, I guess they go hand in hand. But for whatever reason... The defense is not playing as good the last two weeks. Yeah. And sometimes you see Diggs trying to punch the ball out of a running back's hand, but the guy's being, but then he's carried, the running back carries Diggs for another six yards while he's trying to punch the ball out. Yeah. You know, so we've seen that. Um, In this game. Yeah. Yeah. In this game, Teddy Bridgewater completed 67.9% of his passes. For 249 yards and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Dak Prescott, uh, coming back from that calf injury, had a you know had a bad game. He struggled to get on the same page with the receivers. He only completed 48 percent of his pass attempts. Um, second worst total of his career. He threw for 232 yards. Much of that yardage came late in the game uh, when it was already decided. And now the, and now people are saying you know maybe he should have sat out a week. I don't know. Yeah. Eh, whatever. I mean, you know. his receivers weren't helping him either. I mean, right. I, I, I'm just not buying it. Yeah. As a team, Dallas finished with 290 yards of offense and were nothing short of dismal on third and fourth downs, going uh, five for 17 for 29% in those situations. And I will yeah. say this it was a really an interesting Sunday because Dallas loses. And that other team, the Ram- right? A bunch of teams with really good records ended up losing that day. So I don't know. Well, the one, probably the Buffalo Jacksonville game. That was a shocker. Right. What, what did that finish? Six to three? <laughs> I don't know, but it. I don't know. No, I think the final score was six to three. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville won that game. Yeah, Jacksonville beat Buffalo. Yeah, you're right. I think that was the score. And uh, yeah, that was one, right? And who else lost? The Rams lost? You know, I, I, and I watched that game. I think it was the Monday night game or Sunday night. Sunday sure night. One. Sunday, I think. The Rams lost. And, and they got, of course, the Titans don't even have uh, Derrick Henry. And they they just got physically whipped right. by the Titans. Titans physically whipped the Rams. Yeah, and Green Bay lost too to Kansas City. Yeah, they didn't have you know Aaron Rodgers. Okay, right. fine. Right. Uh, and then you had the Rams losing, or not the Rams, the Raiders losing to the Eagles. Yeah, that was an upset. Uh, right. There were a lot of. This right. is what happened in the middle of the season. Right. Yeah, you know, always in the middle of the season, you you have this like a lot of upsets. I think. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Right now there's one, two, three, four, five, six. Only six teams 
in the NFC with a, a record better than 500. Wow. You got the Cowboys at 6-2, the Packers 7-2, Tampa Bay 6-2, New Orleans 5-3, Arizona 8-1, and the Rams 7-2. and two. And then you've got wow. one 4-4 four and four team, the Atlanta Falcons, and the rest are all under 500. Wow. Yeah. Right. And that's with these upsets. <laughs> mm. Yep, yep. All right, so let's talk about the first quarter. The Cowboys crossed midfield on each of their first two possessions, which included a 54-yard return on the opening kickoff by Tony Pollard. And I thought, wow, things are getting off good here. But then came up empty, right? But then they went and they, you know, here we go, right? Fourth down. Came up empty two times on fourth down early in the game. And and you know that's been my pet peeve, but we've talked about that one already. Um, unfortunately, on Denver's second possession, the Broncos took their first trip into Dallas territory, made good, traveling 80 yards in, in 11 plays to reach the end zone. Uh, the Broncos earned their yards in chunks, picking up 11, 20, 25, and 13 along the way, helped by a pass interference call in the end zone, and that's the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah. On third, that granted a fresh set of downs. That led to Melvin Gordon, you know, was on the Chargers. He's not on the Denver now. Run off the left tackle for six points, and, and uh, they missed the extra point, and now it's um, that Denver six, Dallas uh, nothing, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. Was that Wisconsin? Yep. You got it. Yeah. Very good. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. So, 6 nothing. That was it after the first quarter. And I'm like, oh, boy. Okay. We're sleepwalking here, but, you know, it's 6 nothing. Second quarter, the struggles for Dallas continued as the second quarter got underway. And, again, big plays were proving, proven uh, troublesome for Dallas. After pickups of 17 and 11, quarterback Bridgewater... Then threw a 44-yard bomb down the left side, connecting with uh, wideout Tim Patrick for a touchdown, a double-digit lead. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Right now I started getting worried a little bit. Yeah, I, I believe that was on Diggs. It was on Diggs, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and again, I'm trying to dog the guy. He just had, he has some growing to do because – as many good plays as he made, he he's given up a lot of big plays. Yeah, well, it's starting to, yeah, the trend is going in a different direction, it seems like, lately. Uh, so it's 13 and nothing, and Denver then added three more points on a 53-yard field goal after a drive that included gains of 12, 19, and 11, plus they had another 12-yarder called back due to a penalty. Uh, twice the Cowboys couldn't get off the field on third down, and that's the worst thing, man, when you can't close it out um, on third down. And then, um, you know, and then they score, and now it's 16 to nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, the Cowboys on defense on third down was obviously not good. Right. So we're at halftime. It's 16. It's Denver 16, Dallas 0. And Dallas had only 109 yards of total offense. And Prescott was 5 of 14 for 75 yards at the half. Um, the defense had already been giving up more rushing yards in the first half than Dallas had been surrendering um, all season, 88.3 on average all season. And, um, you know, let's just keep going with the ugly here. <laughs> Go to the third quarter. 
And just, you know, when you thought it couldn't get any uglier, it started when Malik Turner blocked a punt deep in Denver's territory. But then in a strange NFL rule, because the Cowboys touched the ball first, passed the line of scrimmage with Denver, then picking it up, the Broncos kept the ball um, and they didn't reach the first down marker. Given the gift and the crazy turn of events, Denver oh, wants to... Yeah. Huh? At that point in time, Dallas was still in the game, right? Yeah. It was not out. No, no. Age. 16 and nothing. Uh, that was a backbreaker. Yeah. It, it really was. I mean, that, that was the turning point. Right. Yep. And now they kicked the field goal out of that, and it's 19 and nothing. Um... And then after Armari Cooper drops a wide-open pass that would have moved the chains on third down, Prescott overshot C.D. Lamb on a deep ball, and the offense once again failed on fourth down. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute. So yeah. the pass to Cooper, you know, and, and every week you hear me talk on this podcast about how great Cooper is. Yep. Boy, he was a uh, I mean, I expect that to be like a once-in-a-career thing for him, hopefully. Right. Um, the pass down to C.D. Lamb, yeah, that, was a, that was on a fourth down. Yeah. That's a fourth right. And to me, uh, Prescott had plenty of room to run and pick up the first down. Yeah. Which would have been fine, but he had this great opportunity to throw a touchdown pass. And neither of those things happened. Yeah. It was just not was good. No. Broncos took over at the Dallas's Dallas forty yard line, and thankfully, uh, they caught a break when Denver missed a fifty three yard field goal attempt. Now we're in the fourth quarter. The Broncos again were on the move. This time, um, and and this is probably why you stopped watching it. Thirteen play, eighty five yard drive, right? Yes. I mean, that was painstaking watching that. No surprise, you know, the big play, you know, doomed the Dallas defense again after games of 14 and 16 in the series. Bridgewater and then hits Kendall Hinton for a 40-yard completion down to the Cowboys' three-yard line. And then Bridgewater, you know, extends the ball over the goal line for the score. And now it's 27 to nothing. That's when everybody left. I'm sure. I'm sure they were. Yeah. I'm sure the tailgating continued in the parking lot, but everybody left yeah. the stadium. Then they added another field goal, the 42 yarder. Now it's 30 to nothing, and it's completely garbage time now. And that's when the Cowboys got into gear. <laughs> um, a nine-play, 75-yard drive capped with a five-yard touchdown pass uh, to Turner, who never, who's Turner, right? But he scored a touchdown, the second scoring catch of his yeah. career. Yeah. yeah, and Elliot hammered in the two-point conversion is 30-8. to eight. Turner then added a second touchdown. Um, you know, Prescott drove in for the two-point, drove it in for the two-point conversion. 30-16, to 16, and that's it, man. There goes the six-game winning streak, right? Yeah, it was done. I mean, it was not a good performance, obviously. No, no, and obviously the worst performance of the year and, you know, when you get a game like this, maybe what you just do is just take the videotape and just throw it away. You know? Yeah. Maybe that's what this is. I don't know if you have to study the game film. Maybe you don't. You just take it, throw it in the throw it in the garbage, and just say, let's get ready for Atlanta. Yeah, you know what? Maybe. 
Yeah, I mean, I think just watching that might get everybody more depressed. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you do realize that, uh, did you hear about uh, the injury to Gregory today? No. Yesterday. Yesterday it was. Randy Gregory's out for multiple games. <laughs> well, when it, we got to get DeMar- DeMarcus back. Well, there's a big mystery about that. I mean, he's been out for eight weeks. Yeah. And they're still being, they're still saying undetermined. Yeah. So the, the two starting defensive ends are now going to be out. Well, it's time for somebody to step up then. That's it. Well, you think they're going to put Micah Parsons back at defensive end? I think so. They probably will. Yeah. I mean, I think in the long term, I I don't think he'll be successful at that. No. He's a linebacker. linebacker. Yeah. But he'll chase the quarterback. Well, I think he's if the quarterback moves out of the pocket, he's a good guy to chase him down. Yes. You know, he can do that. I don't know if he's going to be a down-for-down down sack machine, but he can definitely uh, he can definitely go out on the corners and, and, and cut off the quarterback from getting that first down, which he's good at doing. He's good at keeping those chains, uh, keep, you know, watching out for those chains yeah. on third down. Yeah, so I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Wow. Or at least, uh, he's out for probably three games. Okay. And then uh, Demarcus Lawrence, I don't know what's going on there, dude. Yeah, he should have been back by now. (laughs) He should. They said he should have been back already. I I don't know what the the heck's going on there. I don't either. Yeah, inquiring minds want to know for sure. I don't know what's going on there. So Prescott, what's yeah, that? I'm looking at his stats. Oh here. yeah, he's 19 for 39, 232 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. That you know the numbers aren't so bad, but you know some of that was because of the end of the game where he got some uh, brownie yeah. points. I, I mean, those are pedestrian numbers, and then when you factor in, like you said, at the end of the game, yeah. it's not good. Tony Pollard, four four carries for eleven yards. That that's okay. something there, right? Yeah. Zeke yeah, Elliott. But because something happened then that they're not used to, and that's falling by. Right, right. Zeke Elliott, ten carries, fifty-one yards. Still a pretty good percentage, but not enough. You know, only sixteen rushes in the game for them. Well, he also. Had- like 25 yards on four receptions. Elliott actually did not have a bad game. Yeah. Probably, probably of all the offensive players, I think he had the best game. Right. Yeah. Receiving side of the house, Dalton Schultz, four receptions, 54 yards. He had a 20 yarder. And then Cooper caught two balls. He had the 32 yard one. Malik Turner, two touchdowns for Malik Turner. Uh, five, five receptions, 33 yards. CD, CD Lamb, only two catches. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Cedric Wilson, two catches. And, um, you know, stats are as ugly as the game in some respects, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they, they honestly reflect what happened. Right. 
And here's a funny stat. So I'm looking at the defense, and I see Leighton Vander Esch with 12 tackles, seven solos. And that sounds pretty good. But you don't want to have him on the field that long to make 12 tackles. <laughs> you want your yeah, well, you, you want your offense on the field. The real question is is how far down the field are those tackles? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get I question when I see Leighton Vander Esch with 12 tackles, I know things were I can almost tell you they lost. Yeah. Right? Parsons had 10. Yeah. yeah. Tackle 12 yards down the field. Right, right. right. Parsons had it, you know, look at his numbers 10, ta- uh, 10 tackles, eight solos, two and a half sacks. Some pretty good numbers for him. Jordan Lewis, seven, seven total tackles, five solo. But, you know, a guy that we haven't been hearing from anymore, and I pumped this guy up and I want to continue to do it, but uh, a Diggy Zua, he hasn't been around. Yeah. That's funny you should mention that because we were talking about him a lot the last four or five, uh, the first four or five podcasts. Right. But not so much since then. No. I don't know what, what's happening to him. Maybe the season's getting too long. He's used to having a short season. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's kind of been missing in action. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I mean... Some of the names, you know, that we, we used to talk about every week in these podcasts, we can't really say too much about them this week, right? Well, he was definitely one of them that we were like, hey, look at this guy. He's, you, so what would happen is you would hear his name right. during the football broadcast, right? Several yeah. times. Right. And that's not happening anymore. Yep. So maybe the best person that played uh, for the Cowboys was Brian Anger. Four punts, 48-yard average, one inside the 20. So the punting's been consistent. <laughs> well, yeah. That's all, all right. we can much all we can say this week. First downs, the Broncos 23, the Cowboys 14. And a huge stat right here, rushing first downs, Denver 12, Dallas 2. Yeah. That's a bad stat. Third down, oh, efi- third down efficiencies. Dallas was five for thirteen. Fourth down efficiency, zero for four. Um, total plays seventy three to fifty seven in favor of Denver. Total yards four hundred and seven to two ninety. These numbers have just flip flopped. Usually the Cowboys have those numbers. Um, yeah. Everything kind of just flip flopped on the Cowboys this week, and um. Let's see. Rushing, Broncos 190, Dallas 78. Yeah. You know, red zone, not much better. Um, so, so keep in mind that the Broncos were playing with three backup offensive linemen. Yeah. And so how they were able to generate that much uh, on a rushing game is, is a little bit of a mystery. Yeah, and when you look at the total – Time of possession, you have 41 minutes for the Broncos, 18 for Dallas. And maybe that's, you know, Dallas seemed like they can never, they just couldn't get this offense going. Well, no, they were three and out. So yeah. And we, never, and we never see that from this offense. They had three and outs and, you know, like six and outs. Right. But a lot of that. Right. So I don't know what you do if you're the Cowboys, uh, you know, 
coaching staff here. I just think you maybe just need to take this and, and just forget about it and move on. You're seven, you're six and two. You got a, the Eagles are three and six. The Giants are three and six. Washington's two and six. You just got to keep your chin up and say, let's go at it. I don't like what you said about Randy Gregory, though. I think that's a huge loss. Yeah, they don't have, uh, I mean, that's, that's, you know, their top two pass rushers are now out. Yeah. Maybe they should have got Miller. Von Miller. Yeah, well, but, you know, he's a linebacker. They already have, you know, that part. Right, but he can rush the passer, too, play off the edge. Yeah. All right, so this so, week they're at home again, and they got the – Some other guys are going to have to step up. Yeah, they're going to have to step up. We'll find out who that's going to be. This yeah. this Sunday it's Atlanta noon again in Dallas. The Atlanta the Atlanta Falcons are four and four. Looking at their record, they beat the Giants. Here we go again, right? They beat the Giants, yeah. the Jets, the Miami Dolphins, and the New Orleans Saints. And they lost okay. they lost to the Eagles, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Carolina. <laughs> so. They are what they are, four and four. They are what they are, right. They, they beat some decent teams. They lost to some decent teams. So, you know, and, and they lost to some, like, horrible teams. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, so, uh, well, you hope that, you know, the Cowboys are out of the funk that they have, yeah. you know. You got to hope You got to hope for that, and um, they can get back on the – I mean, I don't know – I, you know, I, it's going to shock me, though, if the Cowboys drop two home games in a row like this going into the Thanksgiving game. I expect a big Or actually, they got Kansas that. City. That's the game you're going to, the Kansas City game. Yeah. 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 I, I expect a very big game from them this week. I really yeah. do. Right. Well, they definitely need to reestablish yeah. themselves, you know, again. Yeah. Yeah. tend to fall asleep, particularly young ones, right? Right. And, and just lose one that they should. Right. Now the Cowboys, you know, they opened the week as a nine-point nine favorite over the Falcons, but that number's been dropping. Well, probably Gregory leaving as one of those reasons. Right, right. That's right. Well, what's it at right now? Um... Last time I looked, it was uh, seven and a half. Okay, well, that's but, a big difference. Nine yeah, seven. Yeah, it is a big difference. So um, we'll see. I mean, it's a big game for McCarthy, you know, again, because, you know, this is, you don't want to lose two in a row. And, you know, I'm a little concerned because, you know, the play has definitely been. Didn't you say they're still ranked at the bottom of the league in defense? You know, somebody mentioned uh, the announcers during the broadcast. They said, uh, so the Cowboys are actually 28th in the league in defense, total defense, right? Right. So it got wondered, well, what were they last year? And I looked it up, and it was 28th. Right. So I, I just looked at it, I'm like, let's not pass the eye test. But as you pointed out in this whole broadcast, I mean, these big Trump plays, they, they have a tendency to give up big chunk plays. Yes, they do. 
Yeah, and there's breakdowns. I don't know why why that has to happen, but there's breakdowns. And, and earlier in the year, a lot of that was masked by their offered the other you know turnovers, right? Right. So yes, they gave up big plays, but they got turnovers, and every extra possession our offense gets is a big bonus, right? Yep. Um, now they're not getting the turnovers, and yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And le- like I said, you know, this is one I think that you know you can't. You still got to keep winning. I mean, you can't. You can't sit there and go, oh, I got a four-game lead on the Philadelphia Eagles. We're okay. No, you can't do that. You got to go out and win, and they got to establish yeah. themselves. And that's going to be a big game at at Kansas City, and we'll see how they do there, right? Yeah, now Kansas City won last weekend, as you know. Yep. Yeah, they beat Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I would have said, you know, well, we all said, their, ne- their next significant opponent is Kansas City. Of course, yeah. then they turn around and leave the Denver. Right. But, uh, I mean, they got a right to ship there and then go to Kansas City and let's have a little bit of a showdown. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch uh, Parsons go after Mahomes. Mm-hmm. We'll learn a lot about yeah. we'll learn a lot about Parsons in that game too, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. But you know what? We're not there yet. No. It's, we got the Atlanta Falcons this week. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that and that Matt, you know, Ryan can beat you. You know what I mean? So they got to be careful. The whole thing with Matt Ryan is you just got to get to him. If you get to him, then you won the game. Yeah, well, the fact that the Cowboys are missing their two starting defensive ends does not help that. Right, right. All right, so, yeah. All right, man, we can close this podcast up. You got anything anything else to add before we close it up? Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the Atlanta Falcon game. Again, Ron, thanks. I'll see you there. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fan Man Podcast. You can catch the Fan Man Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other platforms. Thanks again. Check out our Twitter page at the underscore man underscore fan underscore and tell me what you think. Thank you.